<laughs> Man, what you over there eating on, dog? I'm over here eating some chicken and waffles, you know, from Green Eggs Cafe. Green Eggs. Oh, oh Green Eggs Cafe. You know what that makes me think of? Uh, Sam, I am uh, Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> have the best chicken and waffles. Shout out to Green Eggs Cafe. It's in Philly. Okay, give, give me a second. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Last episode, I had my man, my mentor, my brother in Christ, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Carl. Not going to put his government out there because we don't do that on here, but uh, really dope episode, man. Hope you guys got to tune in on that. He definitely spit out a lot of tips and advice for people our age and how to make it and that's why i call it a servant's heart because how he got it because he just paid it forward for spill other people so you know and i can say the same thing you know what i mean so really dope episode i'll go ahead check that out whenever you get a chance now this time have somebody special on what everybody's special on at the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast but this is uh, a little nostalgia because this is uh my home girl uh sis and fellow hawk um i known her for a little while and i reached out to her first of all her name is sierra <laughs> sierra lewis i'm sitting there saying all these things about you and i might be telling nobody what your name is so sierra sierra ah. hey girl <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I know Sierra. I met Sierra. When did we meet? Two thousand. I want to say two thousand eleven, because that's when I my freshman year at UMES. It was two thousand eleven. Yes. Damn. So you about to you already came up on. Wait. When did you graduate the shore? I graduated May fifteenth, twenty fifteen. Oh, so you coming up on your ten year in a little bit? Yes. Wait. Hold on. Give me some time. <laughs> you getting old, man. I hear them bones cracking from over here. It's like, nah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, nah, man. I met Sierra. Uh, I think, I think we met after a week. I crossed Sigma. I can't really remember. Yeah. It's been it's it's been a minute ago. But um, I got real cool with Sierra our senior year because me and all my LBs lived together, and them dudes always had freaking parties all over the damn house. But Sierra was always welcome over there. You know. Uh, her and a couple other friends that shall remain nameless that maybe <laughs> we'll <laughs> we ain't gonna we we ain't fitting to get into that right now but your your whole circle have always been cool with you know what i mean so i know sierra for a little while but i'll say this before i give sierra the floor i've seen her grow um from <laughs> a little sister back from like college she walk in the house and she was like spency i'm like damn it's like no, <laughs> uh, still to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I reached out to her to to do this, she said Spency again, which is funny. But uh, I've known her from you know the shore to being a an exceptional, professional, phenomenal uh, woman with a lot of sagaciousness about life. Um, you know, I've I've seen her pretty much grow through the ranks. We. We've uh, we talk about dreams on here. We talk about goals. We talk about overcoming adversity. That's what this thing is about. And the reason why I asked Sierra on is because, like, you know, I remember years ago she had always said, hey, man, I want to be I want to be like a food blogger. And I was like, what the hell is a food blogger? (laughs) You know, not because of who I am, whatever it may be, you said you want to be not just you specifically, but anybody, Hey man, I'm always going to support it. If you work at Burger King and you want to be the head fry cook shit, I'm, I'm right behind you. You know, a goal is a goal. A dream is a dream. So, you know, she explained to me what it was and what she wanted to do. Yeah. So, you know, I remember she told me what it was and she goes, man, I want to, I want to do this. This is one of my dreams. One of my goals and I say, hey, man, you know, the sky's the limit, man. You know what I mean? And to see her actually flourish in it um, and doing what she's doing. And I'm going to have her explain her business in a little bit. But uh, we've had several conversations about other things, you know what I mean, as far as overcoming adversity and just, you know, dealing with uh, 
cards that are not so fair that life hands out sometimes. But, you know, I've seen her do her thing up until this point, man. I was like, man, I got to ask. I actually asked her to be on a little while ago. But because this podcast is kind of in as much as I enjoy it and as and as successful as it is, it's kind of turned into a job. <laughs> so I'm getting to Sierra now, um, even though I asked her a little while ago. So I'm honored and grateful and uh, humbled, really, that, uh, you know, she she's on. So I'm going to go ahead and do what I always do and sit back and uh, light a cigar and let the you know, the special guests talk about themselves. So uh, I said it before and I say it again. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you guys doing? So my name is Sierra Lewis, um, a.k.a. Brunch with C. I started food blogging during a very challenging time in my life. I was in graduate school in Philadelphia. Um, I was starting to get my master's in business administration and I didn't have no job, guys. Like my full time was just dedicated to being a graduate student um, I went to Thomas Jefferson University to receive my master's and I started food blogging. Um, I started going to a restaurant called Green X Cafe. If you guys follow my page, Brunch with C, you will see I started food blogging in Philadelphia. I started at Green X Cafe, um, downtown Center City, P- Pennsylvania, and I would post pictures of food. And it's just, it started off as a hobby. I would post pictures of the chicken and waffles, their red velvet pancakes, which is absolutely amazing. Red I recommend- velvet pancakes. <laughs> yeah. I highly yeah. recommend everyone stop by Green Eggs Cafe <laughs> if you are ever in the Philadelphia area. Um, and yeah, I started taking pictures of food. And then the manager came over to me. He was like, you take really good pictures of food. So, you know, I'm thinking it's just a hobby. However, when I started posting them, I started to post their location. Other people in the area started to go to their restaurant. So what happened was they started to get more business based off of my pictures, the quality of my pictures. You know, I do really good angles, right? So you got to get up close on the red velvet pancakes you got to get up close on like the chicken and waffles i also do videos where like i pour the syrup down the waffles you know i, I make hey people- can i stop you for a second <laughs> what remember that time we went to georgia uh, what was it called georgia browns yes hey real quick i know i said that. I was going- what you saying all this reminds me of that night she said uh Spencer, let's go to catch up go to georgia uh uh, uh, uh james brown whatever the hell it's called now. Georgia Browns. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went there and I think we we're gonna be chilling, you know, which we did. But like she got the food, and I swear it was like 15 minutes before I was able to eat my shit because she was like, Yo, get a picture of me like this. Get a picture of me like that. Hold on, I gotta take a picture of yours. I gotta take a picture of this. I gotta take it. I was like, yo, my point is, is when you see someone operating in their craft or gift whatever you want to call it it's something to see and i was like damn she ain't playing like you know because like you know with me doing the fitness thing like you know i take pictures of my foot boom maybe one boom yo sarah's like yo hold on the light not right on this one the light you gotta get the asparagus like this. <laughs> and i was like yo you serious right now but then i was like damn she is i what you talking about everything that you're saying now it made me think of that evening if you remember it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, damn, she is, this is, this is serious. <laughs> Couldn't believe it, but it was cool though. It was cool. My bad. I kind of had to tell people that to give people a perspective on how serious you are when it comes to your craft. Oh no, you're not the only one. Trust me. My family, my <laughs> friends, when I go on dates, they like, oh my goodness, you are serious. Yeah. I <laughs> um, because I get paid for it, you know? And then right. People- People follow my page and, you know, I give great advice on, you know, where the top restaurants in the DMV or the top restaurants in Philly. So when they go on my page, they got to know that my pictures is of quality. So when I get the angles and then, you know, you guys want to see me eating and stuff like that, it got to be 10 out of 10, you know, just like (laughs) with the customer service. All that is all in one. But no, I I started um, when I started food blogging back to the manager. So he started to ask me to come to the restaurant. And he was like, listen, you can eat here for free because we've gotten so much customer service from you. Um, just from you taking pictures, everyone has come to dine in with us. Really? So I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I really can achieve because if you don't know me, um, everyone who, who knows me knows I do not cook. Right. 
So I started food blogging because I started to go to different brunch places and I hate cooking. Like that's just. That is uh, (laughs) irony if I've ever heard it. Yes, I hate cooking, but I love going to brunch. I love um, the scenery. I love chicken and waffles. I love mimosas. So it was like always been a, a dream passion of mine to just start blogging. So fast forward to when I graduated, I received my master's in business administration, go Thomas Jefferson University, and I went ahead and moved back to the DMV. When I moved back to the DMV, I joined the DMV foodies, right? Which are other food bloggers in the DMV area locally. So what I thought was a hobby, Spencer, let me tell you something. You think I take pictures? You think I do videos? So I will never forget. I do actually. It gets worse. Yes, it gets worse. So um, (laughs) there was this place called Fish Scale. This place called Fish Scale, and it's near Howard University. If you guys are ever near um, Howard University, try this place called Fish Scale. This was my first time going to a media event. It's called media because everyone takes pictures of food. So my first media event, um, I showed up, you know, I got my little phone. No, Spencer, everyone had Amazon cameras. They had the lightning screens. I was like, what's going on here? So (laughs) how I made you wait 15 minutes? No, it was about 30 minutes. Everyone was taking pictures of the food. However, the owner shut the restaurant down for us and the food was free. So we get to taste the entire menu as long as we deliver. Right. And our delivery is us taking pictures, promoting it on social media, and then it draws more attention to the DMV area. So once I started to de- started to become a part of the DMV foodies, I started to get invited to other restaurants and my page, my following went. I think I have like five thousand and something followers now. Like mm-hmm. now my page has increased to like a level where not only am I getting invited out to. Um, try different foods, but I'm also getting paid too. I've had like paid partnerships with Pinstripes. I've had paid partnerships with Dunkin' Donuts. I've had paid partnerships with Panera Bread. So it's just like now. I what about actually, uh, Popeyes? No, not Popeyes. I mean, <laughs> it's like, no. People ask me to also host brunches. So now I host brunches as well. Um, you will see me hosting brunches for Tiffany Lightfoot. She's a part of My Cake Theory. She's the owner of My Cake Theory. Um, Provost, Pinstripes. So it's just like different places that are in the DMV have now reached out to your girl because now everyone want to know like how to have a seat at the brunch table. How, like, what do I got to do? Do I got to take a picture? Do I got to smile? Do I have like, how am I getting all of this press? I didn't know... First of all, I guess because I don't really, you know, know about the. I'm starting to because of this project, because of this podcast. But I didn't know, like, you know, you got paid for that stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the paid partnerships and everything. First of all, pinstripes. That's a joint out Georgetown, right? They have one in Georgetown. They also have one in Bethesda as well. Well, well, that goes to show what type of place that is. <laughs> and that lets me know what level you on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you saying all this spot, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking you're gonna say, uh, what's that place called? Uh, hip hop chicken or something, so you don't do nothing no, like that. No, no, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like hip hop chicken, I'll order it to go, but you won't find me sitting but there. It, but it ain't never gonna say brunch with C no. with a paid partnership with no. McDonald's. You ain't never gonna see that, no. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm stupid, you know, I gotta be dumb, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, so I was gonna ask, first of all, that's dope. First of all, that, that Thank dope, you. you know what I mean? And I and like I said, when we went to that spot that one night, I was like, man, this is you know what I mean? This is this is serious, you know. And I remember you told me this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but I it kind of does. I remember you told me that like you're so serious with this when you go out with your friends, like y'all order like the whole menu. Yes, my food bloggers and I, we order the entire menu. So if you're not ready to eat with us, you can't, you know, you can't sit. With <laughs> You know your 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 brand has so many puns that go with it. Uh, seat at the brunch table. You know that mean that says, "Oh, you can't sit with us." Like, mm-hmm. like literally. Um. So, all right. You know, I gotta ask. Like, with any level of success, at least what I've learned in my in my experiences, with any level of success comes people that the whole crabs in a barrel thing. Mm-hmm. You know what? I guess, like, have you ever experienced 
anything like that. Like whether even outside of the brunch thing, like outside of what, what your business is, what your brand is like, as far as like to get to being where you're at now, like what situations have you come across, I guess, where, you know, where a, a person may it look like they had your back, but the more success, I don't know if that was a laugh or not, but <laughs> no, that was a laugh. You know. Okay, all right, and that lets me know you a little something, something that you got. Like it's okay, okay. So you know what I'm trying to ask then. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, explain that. Like, what's up with that? Because like I know a lot of like not I know a good amount of what your story is, but not the the inner workings of everything. Mm-hmm. So so let me say this, um, and I always tell people not everyone is going to understand your vision, but also you can't tell everyone your vision. You know, not everyone is going to be happy for you and not everyone who's in your corner is for you. That's up to you to decide and grow and realize who's really for you. Once you succeed on your highs and your lows, that's when you'll be able to see that. Um, So, yeah. So I had a a vision actually before I started this whole seat at the brunch table. I had a vision um, that I wanted to start a podcast and pretty much I was going to talk about different restaurants, but also talk about real life. Um, I've always wanted to be relatable because I know we as society, we go through a lot, whether it's mental health, whether it's um, just sometimes depression, different things that we go through, you know, we're real, we're human at the end of the day. So um, I wanted to have a show called A Seat at the Brunch Table where people can come on my show on a podcast and we can talk about relatable items while eating food. I remember that. So I had a co-host and my co-host just was not, I had told him my vision. Like I remember I was so happy because um, I had came back home and I was like, now that I received, you know, um, a lot of confirmation from the private chefs and, you know, different restaurant owners, I'm like, I can do this. Like people see my vision and sometimes it takes a little extra for somebody to see your vision and for you to believe it. Cause sometimes people will say, if it's not a nine to five, it's a hobby. If it's not something that's really like um, on the market, then it's a hobby. So once I started to actually see my worth and my vision, I started to act a little differently towards it. And I started to really like elevate myself and believe in my passion. So um, me being excited, this is something I'm going to tell you as a learning lesson. I my vision to my co-host. I said, hey, I would like to have a seat at the brunch table. This is going to be a podcast and I would like for you to be my co-host. Okay. So he accepted it. However, let me also say that he also, um, there were years that we kind of like grew apart. We were friends, but however, his, his, I'm going to say his bringing up and my bringing up was different. You know, I kind of went away to school, not to say that he's not mature. I don't know how he is now, but a lot of maturity in me kind of risen. So, um, yeah, I had told him my vision. I said, hey, I would like to do a podcast. You know, we can have different people on on board or whatever the case may be. So as I started to do the podcast and I started to have more people come on the show because you cannot answer for everyone. So I wanted to have a male cohort, a male co-host and not just me. I can't always answer everything for, you know, something that a man is going th- going through or I can't always answer something that's a relatable topic. Like you have you can't be one sided. You know, somebody has to have right. an opinion. So he didn't like the fact that I had other people on the show. And that wasn't that was the first red flag. Two, I felt like when I was talking, he was kind of like over talking to me on the podcast. And it's like, okay, this is my show. And any two time I wanted to work with other people, it was an issue with him. So that part right there, I'm like, okay, you're starting to dehumanize, I'm going to say, my shit. You know, you started to dehumanize what it was that I worked so hard for. So it turned into a podcast. It turned from a podcast to something that I had envisioned to me go ahead and put it to rest. So um, one of the things that he was trying to do, he was trying to make it more of a club scene where we have a podcast at a club. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. People can't hear you at the club. So it like went from physically that, at the club. Like physically at the club. Spencer, you know me. You know I don't even go out. <laughs> I don't even go and out. Me and you both. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I'm like, you can't have a podcast at a club. Like that's not something that you can do or whatever. Um, so because I wasn't like 
I wasn't following through with what he wanted to do, it became an issue. And I'm like, you know what? No, I have to remember my vision and why I started this. And this is about me. So at the end of the day, if you aren't following the guidelines, if you aren't really trying to understand the the meaningful symbolic, I'm going to say the meaningful symbolic view of a seat at the brunch table, the seat at the brunch table is for people to come on the show and talk about their truth over chicken and waffles, over, you know, shrimp and grits, like still be relatable and talk about real stuff with some good soul food. That was, that was the whole vision. So yeah, he didn't agree. Um, He, we haven't, I haven't, let me say, we have not spoken since then. Like he tried to apologize, but we have not spoken. So fast forward to today, I have been hosting brunches, more restaurant partnerships have reached out to me. I have also like just gained a great following, just a great network in Brunch with C. So I say all this to say, never allow anyone to diminish your dreams, but also be careful who you tell your vision to, because sometimes if they see other people um, gravitating to you more than them, it becomes an issue. But if it's your dream and it's something that you came up with, don't ever let anybody diminish that ever. Stick to what you know and what your vision is. That reminds me, uh, I can say this to you off the top of my head. Psalm 110, chap- oh, sorry, Psalm chapter 110, verse one. Um, basically, where God will make your enemies your footstool. Yes. Um, that is a lesson. <laughs> that I've had to learn time and time and time again. And, you know, uh, what one, when one door closes, um, pardon the French, a big ass one opens, <laughs> a, a big one opens. And I, and the more you talk about that, I, I remember that whole thing. And, you know, I remember you talking to me about it and, you know, too often us as humans, we try to like give people, uh, we, we we destroy our own boundaries out of the comfort for someone else. In other words, that like I was telling you, like, man, look, this person is showing you what you will be dealing with if you get into this with them, you mm-hmm. know, and good, bad. God speaks to people. You yes. know what I mean? Whether you, whether you, it'd be good stuff you want to hear, bad stuff you want to hear. My mentor in the last joint, he talked about how, you know, uh, God will use someone who you think doesn't have any credibility to speak to you, you know, yeah. does not mean that that person can't be used. They may be used to show you something. You know what I mean? I remember that, you know what I mean? And like now it's, and, and you, and you touched on a very good point that, man, I wish more people understood. Uh, I liked when you said that, I don't know how he is now. Right. Um, that in itself shows the growth, the maturity um the sagacity and knowing that hey look at that point in time me and this particular person we didn't see eye to eye because of who i was who they are who who they were everything is past tense but it takes a lot of strength and know-how um to be able to be like yeah i don't know how they are now um which shows that you know you're not not even sweating that no more because me and you which would never happen fall off friendship would be diminished i couldn't say in five six years oh sierra this is the type of person to do this right right i i don't know if how you are or how you you know what i mean that's not fair to you that's not fair to because you can't sit here and say not you specifically but one can't sit here and say oh i've grown but you're holding someone else up from giving them the the mm, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grace. Uh, grace, exactly. Um, to grow, it's not fair. As a matter of fact, it's, it's very hypocritical and contemptuous. So, like for you, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, nah, she get it. <laughs> she get it. Because mm-hmm. you know that's why part of the reason why I asked you on here because it's like you know I don't want anybody on here who is holding any hate, any hostility, any any grudges. You know what I mean? And you got people out here that brag about that. You know, like, oh, yeah, I don't never let nothing go. Man, stay the hell away from me. <laughs> you know, because it's just like if you were still like that, you wouldn't be where you at right now. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I always give room um, for grace, you know, in my friendships and my relationships and even with myself, you know, like I said, we didn't know we were going, how we were going to be um, during a pandemic and how we were going to come out of a pandemic. So I think that right there, the word grace has been um, a trending topic for all of us, something that we can all give ourselves and also give other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with you, with this newfound success, uh first and foremost let me hold some second it's like nah <laughs> I, I need to be asking you <laughs> hey nah nah you know i ain't you know hey 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 look i saw something and i said this in the last episode i saw something on ig that said uh when you get to the point where you can take care of people who supported you to where you at uh i'll ask you this uh what color lamborghini you want <laughs> you know, I actually don't like Lamborghinis. I oh, shit. Excuse me. <laughs> I like to have an all white Porsche truck that has always been my dream truck. Brand new. All right. Yes. Cocaine <laughs> Sally, what we going to name her? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, so, what I guess with the newfound success in this, in this life that you're living now, like what things have been different for the good and for the bad? if that makes sense. Um, I think for the good, um, like I said before, I can't allow other people to stop my vision. Like there are some times when I have ideas, but it's like knowing the right people to go to when you do have ideas or, or things that you do want to accomplish with your brand. Like you have to go to like-minded people or people who are in your field. So like I can go to, um, I'm going to give you her name. Actually, she is a part of the city paper. Her name is Crystal, Crystal Fernandez. If you know her, her Instagram is a skinny food whore. She is a DMV food what? blogger. <laughs> What's her Instagram? Her Instagram is a skinny food whore because she's so small, but she eats a lot of food. But her, <laughs> I can go to her and say, hey, oh. I have a crazy idea where... I want to do a pop-up brunch and I want to have different chefs come out and instead of it being a pop-up shop, you know, for black owned uh, vendors who are selling like different products. Why don't we have black owned chefs come out and have everybody in the DMV taste the food? Something like that will be catchy where she will give me great advice because one, she's another food blogger Two, It's a great idea because it's different. You know, it's not of the norm. Whereas if I ask someone who is, um, more familiar with maybe like a nine to five or maybe they're not a brunch blogger or maybe they, they you know, are not into the whole social media posting or whatever. They're like, uh, okay, well, that might be too expensive or people not gonna come out to that. Like, you gotta be a celebrity chef. Right. Or you gotta be a celebrity blogger. And it's like, oh, you're right. Well, now I'm not gonna do it anymore. No. Yeah. I'm still gonna post it. I'm still gonna have a flyer. If you would like to come and support me, I will 100% thank you. If you do not, hey, I'm still going to have it. See you on the sidelines. <laughs> See you on the sidelines. Yes. That's cool, man. That's cool. All right. So, yeah, man. Like, all right. So, let's go. Let's rewind a little bit. So, you know, you talked about people who don't see your vision, right? Um, people who not really supportive, people who act like they're supportive, but they're not. Well, let's talk about the other end of that, like, I'm pretty sure, because you don't never get to a level of success by your, by yourself. It's absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't ever get to a level of where you are, where I am, or wherever our successful friends, acquaintances, peers are without help, without other people helping. So, um, partnerships, promotions, stuff like that, like, I'll see you post stuff on, like, so how does that work? Like, you know, or how have they, how has that helped you to project to where you are at now? Well, you know what? My first partnership um, was with Provost, where I hosted a brunch. And actually, Jacquez, if you know him, Jacquez Jefferson. Oh, uh, Jacquez. Yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to Jock. Yeah, man, that's actually my alpha. Well, that's uh, my Sans. He crossed alpha like a month after I crossed it. Yes, him, Randy, all them dudes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know, I got to be stupid. But yeah, Jacquez, yeah. 
Yes. So Jacquez and I, we hosted a brunch in honor of Black Lives Matter. And that was during the time, you know, the George Floyd um, incident had happened. There was a lot of police brutality. So what we did right. was we hosted a brunch um, at this place called Provost, which is on Rhode Island Avenue. So what we did was we came up with a concept of a black balloon, balloon release. And we also did a three minute, three minute kneeling in honor of the people who have lost their lives um, to police brutality and then George Floyd as well. So all of the men were kneeling. We also did the black balloon release where we released balloons in the air in, in honor of anyone who has lost their lives to police brutality or even just black on black crime too, because I'm not going to excuse that as well. There are some Southeast stuff that got to, you know, get handled and got to, we, we got to do better too as a culture <laughs> right. as well. Right. So, um, yeah, so that was that was during the beginning of the pandemic when we weren't sure if we were going to get shut down. So this was August of 2020. So her name is Nina, and she is a owner. She's the black owner of Provost. Um, so shout out to Nina on Rhode Island Avenue. What we did was we had a group of 50 people, some people from UMES and some people who were um, bloggers who came out. That event itself, help Nina stay in business throughout the pandemic. Like ever since we started posting her restaurant, more people started to come out. So she actually didn't shut down during the pandemic. Like she was able mm. to still save, save her money and she was able to still have business once um, COVID hit. I mean, once COVID, you know, kind of like died down for everyone. So I felt like that was good because not only were we also doing something for a cause, but we were also helping black owned community leaders still keep their businesses intact in a DMV. So another partnership that I have, um, currently I have a partnership with Tiffany Lightfoot. If you guys know her, she is on Eastern Market. Um, her cupcake place is called My Cake Theory. She is awesome. She is seen on the Food Network and Candyland. She is awesome, 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 awesome. Love her to death. Um, we started to host cupcakes and cocktails and it went from me hosting brunches to even bakeries wanting to work with me. So I felt like that was amazing. And then right. fast forward to the Georgetown area, Pinstripes asked me to come out. They were like, hey, you can bring a guest. We'll give you unlimited drinks, unlimited mimosas, um, unlimited brunch. And if you bring a guest, all we need you to do is take pictures. Let me tell you something. That partnership opened up so many other partnerships to other restaurants. And it was like crazy. Like other people like Henquarter, for example, last week I went to Henquarter. They're like, can you order two appetizers, two drinks, two entrees and dessert and two of our favorite drinks and promote it? And it's free. So let me tell you something. The partnerships that you do with other people, don't think that other restaurant owners or other people don't see that as well and reach out to you. They always see your talent and see your craft when they see you're passionate about it. Good point, man. Good point. <sighs> Success, goals, dreams, all that stuff. Um, again, you can't do it on your own, you know, no. and you have to, um, you need relationships. And, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, so I have to relate everything to that. Um, that's not what God built us for is, is, is well, I'm going to do it on my own. Or I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do that. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, eh, you know what I mean? You have to have supportive people in your corner, um, whether it be, like you said, partnerships, whether it be family, whether it be friends. Um, you know, uh, I know as far as support goes, um, my significant other. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. Uh -huh. You ready to <laughs> You said what? I said you ready to propose. See, okay. all right, let's sidetrack for a second. This this goes this goes into the support. Um how I know this is somebody who I I just think the world of. One of the things is because of the support, you know. Um, and I say this all the time on here and then we could talk about it for a little bit, but this is not like a dating relationship podcast, but you can bring it up a little bit. If it got something to do with your story, whatever. And, you know, a lot of where I've got to be, I've support has always come from parents, um, you know, family, uh, really mostly family uh, with the addition of like a couple friends, but I never had that in a romantic sense. You know what I mean? Um, Whenever I was trying to 
before I got to be on the radio for NPR and before I got to be doing all these dope things like the podcast, like, you know, I would tell somebody my dreams or what I got to do. And, you know, they say like, you know how it is. Are you still doing your little radio thing? Or you still trying to do your little voiceover thing, whatever. That's that's kind of what I've been used to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this is what I'm talking about, where like support from all aspects goes a long way. And you know, I'm not gonna get too much into it because uh, I have her on here eventually. Matter of fact, we're probably gonna do a <laughs> a like a whole episode together. Um, but I'll say this: um, I've never met anybody that spoke that speaks life. And to me, like she does, you know, Um, with everything. Um, Again, not going into too much detail, but, uh, you know, it's a few opportunities that are out there servicing in in my favor right now. And I was talking to her the other day and I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to give me that type of money, whatever, you know, she was like, no, they will. (laughs) Because you got to believe that they will. You know what I mean? And you need to recognize. And there's a lot of tough love, too. You know, I I never had that. You know, and uh, you have to you have to understand you have to believe that's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes when I catch myself doubting myself, she'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to do we're not going to think like that. We're going to think like this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, damn, you're right. You know what I mean? That is so important. You know what I mean? To have not just in a romantic sense, but just support from all aspects. I'm just using that as an example because that's a newer, the newest level of layer of support that I have. And that's mm-hmm. how I know. That's why I asked you, you know, like, yo, man, well, who's who's helped you? Who's been in your corner? Mm-hmm. Um, because this whole generation of I got it out the mud and I'm doing it by myself. No, you didn't. Oh, like, no. I <laughs> you didn't. Whether someone was in your corner or whether they were not. You know what I mean? In your corner, like it shows you it. For example, um, I'm going to flip it back to what we were talking about before, because this kind of has to do with you (laughs) in a sense. (laughs) I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I've talked about my previous relationship on here uh, before and like how bad it was, how toxic it was. And I was just in a different mental state myself back then or whatever. And I was with someone who found themselves saying they supported me. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is way before I got onto the radio. This is kind of around the time where I started doing commercials for like Mercedes, Rolex, stuff like that. So this per this particular person, they would always post my commercials. They would always repost my commercials or on their Instagram or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, look at my man. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember that video that I did for your brand? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So I remember I, I never forget it. Like I send it to you. I said, "Hey Sierra, this is it. I hope you like it." Blah 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 blah. Whatever. And uh, that was a really dope project to do because I did that from like the ground up. Like I never did. Yeah, I was definitely grateful. Yeah, anything you ever need me to do it again, you know, I got you. You know, <laughs> you know, I got to do a different one because you on, you know, you know what I'm saying. You on cloud nine now, you know. Uh, so, um, I remember. And I'm getting to a point by saying all this. I remember like that particular person that I was with had posted that. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah. And I remember them asking. They were like, yeah, so that's cool project you did. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I said, yeah, man, you know, it was my homegirl. You know what I'm saying? From college. Unfortunately, this person was a very insecure person. Very, very, very. You know about all that, but very insecure. And um, one of those people who, if I'm gonna just say it, unless it was like I'm, unless it was my mom I was talking to, mm-hmm. if any other woman I was having any type of conversation with, whether it be where it was always a problem, you know. And I remember she has said, "Yo, wait, so you know that person or whatever?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I went to college with it. Like, so that means y'all talked on the phone and did all this other stuff." And, <laughs> I said, yeah, I never told you this. I never told you this. This is like 2019. Yeah, I think 2019, yeah. And I said, yeah, and I never forget. All she goes is, oh, my God, right? And she deletes it off her off her socials. <laughs> but but she don't know. You really know who I, who I talked to back in school. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? And... 
Uh, maybe we'll do another episode about this. I don't know. I don't want to do no dating episode, but this whole shit about having an insecurity with opposite sex best friends that needs to stop. Like you know that that needs to that needs we need to call that quits. We too old for that. But anyway, so that particular person deleted my project that they were sicing up a few hours before only because they were insecure about themselves. Mm-hmm. Point of the matter is that showed me a lot at that time. I said, wow. And I said this to myself. I can't remember what this happened so long ago, but I remember thinking, damn, this person really doesn't support. Mm-hmm. Jealous. You know what I mean? They, they don't, you're not really, you're not really supportive. You know what I mean? And that's always what I've been used to. So with the transition and this journey that God has had me on, and I'm pretty sure you can agree is with the good and the bad, you find out who your roots are. Yes. And unfortunately, you got to get dragged a few times to to know who who your roots are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got your close friends. I got my close friends. I know you're real close with your mom. I know she be sicy you supporting you with everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That is big because money can buy. You know, we talk about partnerships, promotions, all the stuff me and you do, whatever. A lot of that has to do with finances. You can't yeah. buy. You can't buy support. Genuine support. You know and what I mean? finding people to invest in your brand too, who truly supports you, you'll be exactly. able to see that. Like if it wasn't for my family and my friends, I would not be where I am today. I would be where I'm at today, but at the end of the day, it will be lonely. I don't care what no one says. It will be lonely. lonely at the top, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So that's the only reason why I kind of went on that spiel. You know what I mean? Because it's important, you know. Yeah. And if you have that person or people that support everything you do, you know, my parents, your mom, your people, uh, my friends, your friends, whatever. Um, I'm not sure if you got a, you know, significant other, we ain't going to get into that right now, but, uh, I I am going to ask you about something in a second though. (laughs) Something that you brought up earlier that you kind of like said real quick. Uh, cause I do want to know about your experiences with that, but like, it's important that you have people that support your stuff. You know what I mean? To support your things. Um, so with the newfound success, part three, uh-huh. uh, has, I guess this kind of ties into like what I asked before, but like, do you find yourself like, or do you find other people being intimidated by your success? You know what? Um, relatable to you. Um, I was in a toxic relationship when I was in graduate school. And yeah, I remember um, my toxic ex, he was like, oh, I'm not happy for within myself. So I can't be happy for you. So anything I wanted to do or that I envisioned for myself, it was always negative to him. So I had to really like trust myself and and really believe in my vision and not allow someone to mess that up. So it was like when I graduated um, with my master's, I also graduated from that relationship too. <laughs> and right, now I'm here, right, you know? So right. sometimes you have to not listen to that jealousy or the person that's not happy. Because ultimately when someone is projecting negative energy onto you or they're not happy or they're like, you know, must be nice. Or my grandfather just told me this yesterday. When somebody tells you all the time, it must be nice. Every time you share with them your visions or your goals, they are envious. They're jealous because you have something or you have an idea that they didn't come up with. Or in addition to what your grandfather said, which he's very much right, is how did they get that? Yes. And that, that, was, that was something else he said to me yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did they get that or what they doing with them or how she get this, how he get that? Yes. Um, that's a very subliminal uh, well, what we say, like veiled insult, um, yeah. because and you kind of said it already. You know what I mean? What my vision is ain't your vision. You know what I mean? And what your vision is ain't my vision. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, because you're right. You said something earlier where you said, you know, black folks in some aspects needed to get need to get it together. And we're kind of bad with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That whole crabs in a barrel mentality, like how they get this, how they get that, whatever, what the, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's, 
what do you mean? <laughs> you know, and your grandfather spot on, you know, who said, I mean, if it's your grandfather, I'm pretty sure 99.999% of the things that comes out of his mouth is wisdom anyway. Yeah. The grand is in front of the father, <laughs> you know, with wisdom, with age comes wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. and now nah, that that's a very much true thing, you know, um, or I'm pretty sure you've experienced this, too, that I've noticed that we're big with this in our generation because of social media is people only really support popularity. They don't support true talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I would be quoting Meek Mill on here. But <laughs> I remember he has said something around along the lines of like people won't support you because it's you. Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, versus well, they can't wait for you to have a downfall. Mm-hmm. Then they'll be like, "Oh man, what happened?" That's when they be popping up out of nowhere. And we talking downfalls with anything, dropping out of school because life happens, or just because of life happens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Yeah, man. So, like, what other uh, good things you got stirring in the pot, man? Well, pardon the pun. <laughs> um, I, I can say I'm dating, but you know what? I'm taking my time. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Wait, wait, wait. Tra- change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking my time because, honestly speaking, um, I like this me season that I am in right now, if that makes right. sense. I, it I really it like makes perfect it. sense. Yes. And I, I find myself really being able to finally be in that season after being in a toxic relationship for so long. It's like now I have someone who does support me, who allows me to blog, take my pictures, go to different foodie restaurants. And it's like there's no jealousy there, you know, because, you know, he has his own business that he's also promoting as well. So it's like I support you. Like all you right. want to hear sometimes is I support you. You know, right. nothing, nothing much, nothing less, you know. So I think even with taking my time, I'm also taking my time because I think society gives you like this grand race that you have to run. And it's like once you get there, you don't necessarily take your time to, you know, know the highs and lows of a person, you know their mental health, whether or not they're in therapy or they're not in therapy, you know, what makes them angry, what makes them happy, what makes them, you know, go through moments of depression where they need to physically get themselves or mentally get themselves together before they can have access to you. You know, all of those things I have taken into consideration now because that is what messed me up in a relationship. I didn't know the person. Right. You know, and thank God, God, you know, got me out of that situation. So it's just like now I am ready to receive my flowers, you know? So if he gives me some flowers with a ring, I'm going to be ready <laughs> for that too because, you know, I've done the self-work. Let me say right. Well, I'll say this. The ring come if I don't get no wedding invite. We ain't friends no more. <laughs> You're definitely going to get a wedding invite. Absolutely. absolutely. I, mean, I can't imagine what that reception fitting to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think that's why I don't have a ring because, you know, my vision. <laughs> uh, I got to get a few more partnerships first, but yeah. I ain't at a wedding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's up, man. You know what I mean? And you say he has his own brand, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you kind of get you kind that you guys are supporting each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's no competition. That's a lot of problem with these people these days. Not not so much as talking about dating anymore, but like just competition. Yes. You know, everybody is trying to outdo the other person. Everybody is trying to flex with what our age group says on the other person. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't know. It's it's a lot of things I can understand. It's a lot of things I can get with. But this whole generation we have of like flexing on each other and competing with each other and showing. Look, I said this before, and it's a very controversial theory. I think a, a lot of people do things just for the self-validation to show off on other people. No, whether it be traveling, whether it be buying themselves something nice, like, because it's like everything is posted these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, for example, I know this goofy ball-headed, well, let me not <laughs> so I was about to step out of character for a second. So I, like, this something I saw the other day, right? Something that makes me sick when I see this, because I don't want to say it makes me sick, but it just makes me scratch my head, right? 
mm-hmm. as far as like competition and flexing, right? I follow this one person on social media and they're always talking about, you know, um, they pro black as shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which a lot of super pro black people kind of irritate me because the same way super religious folks irritate me because they forgot why they did. So basically this person is always, you know, talking about that, like, you know, black people need to stick together and black people need to do this and black people need to do that. Cool. Great. I'm in a grants. I get it. But then they'll post videos of them buying. No, sorry. They'll post videos of them buying and unboxing products from like, historically racist brands mm-hmm. right <laughs> like gucci for example I, I was getting ready to say it you know what i mean like they'll they'll find it they'll post these videos or post things i don't i don't follow them no more i should have said that because the shit was getting on my nerves but they'll they were posting videos of them unboxing you know these products from these designer brands that have historically been documented that they don't that they're they're racist you know so and then what their caption will be like the the narrative that goes along with it is oh if you can't get this you can't be you can't sit with me what what whoa 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 <laughs> wait a minute how is it that you find yourself pro black but you constantly showing off buying products from racially like look when Gucci came out with that um that, that shirt with the black face on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remember that? I don't know much about fashion. I don't know much about none of that stuff. But I know good and goddamn well there has to be some type of meeting that happens before that stuff is released, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they probably know black folks gonna buy it. You know what I mean? Because that's what we do. You know, but why do we buy? It? We buy it to flex on each other. You know what I mean? I know we kind of got off topic a little bit, but it's kind of off and but on. But it's like the whole competing aspect. And that particular person, they were always posting this stuff and posted it. Look, if you want, if you want to do things, I don't like calling black women bougie because mm-hmm. society calls black women bougie for the same things that white women can do freely. Mm-hmm. You know, when white men, women do all these fancy things, ain't nobody, there's no name attached to that. You know what I mean? But it's just when I see our people doing it, you know what I mean? It's always with it with we always competing with each other. And mm-hmm. that's why we can't get ahead. And like, it's, that's stupid. You know what I mean? That's dumb because we're always trying to show up on one another and try to show each other who got what or what you can't do this or you can't do that. This, that, and the third. And then only because I know you're a godly woman, I can say this. God sees that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sees it, you know? And so it's just like, how are you going to sit here and say that, you know what I mean? You for your people and you try, you for the progression of your folks. But you try to shit on them for what? You know what I mean? So that's why I can appreciate you coming on here and talking about your brand, but also talking about the people that helped you along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I give credit to my friends who have supported me, who have showed up at my brunches. Even, you know, when you and I sat down in Georgia Browns, you know, you really, I know sometimes it frustrates people to, <laughs> you know, sit and, and, and watch me take pictures, but they also understand that that's something that I'm really passionate about. So you, the key word is passion. And w- whenever you want me to listen to you or whenever you, anything you need from me, I will do the same in return. Absolutely. Right. No- right. 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 So let me ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go out with your mans, mm-hmm. uh, you have him do that all the time. Yes. But we have a rule. So when it's business, <laughs> Like, and I get invited to like a restaurant and um, he comes and uh, it's a paid partnership. He knows that you are also eating free too. So yeah, take the well, pictures, you know, but well, uh, <laughs> when you say it like that, you know. Yeah. So after we take the pictures, my phone is away, his phone is away and we're good. So it's okay. like that back into reality. Now, if he's taking me on a date, I will not pull out my phone. Unless mm. he goes to the bathroom, and then I have that quick, like, five minutes to take a video. <laughs> I, can, I just imagine that in my head, what that looks like. <laughs> um, hey, man, so real, yeah, man, so uh, what, what are some of, like, 
the nicest restaurants. Take take the business aspect away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some? Because I just went to Maestro's uh, with me and my lady. The other Did day. you like it? Oh, that was my that was my first time there on like a romantic outing. But I was that sorry. Yeah, that was my first time there on a romantic outing. But that was my third time there. The first two times were both for like um, um, birthday celebrations or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't because I knew other people were paying. So I didn't really want to. You know, I'm that type of person. Like if someone if I know somebody's paying for me, I'll just get something chill. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to be. You know, that's just kind of how I grew up. You know. So when I went with my lady the other day, like I got what I wanted to get. And uh eh, it was all right. But look, you know me, Sierra. You know I've never been about, and my lady knows this. Like, I and I told her this when we went there, like, you know, I will be glad to take you to places like this all the time because I know these are the type of places you like. Me personally. Man, shit, I was just blown when Old Country Buffet went out of business because, look, that's who I am. Spencer, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> that's that's just how I grew up. Like, I'm chilling. Like, you know what I mean? So all the fancy stuff, all the shit, uh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, my lady, you know, she, she, yeah, she'll get it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, I know this is what she like. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, we can go here. We can go there. But me personally, I mean, we went. Because I'm answering your question that I like. We went. And I was like, man, I got the um, I got the twelve ounce uh, uh, steak, right, seventy six dollars for a steak. Mm-hmm. I said, man, bet this is about to be fire. <laughs> hey, look, and you know, I so contrary to you, I cook all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Only because like the way, huh? I said, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, only because it's the way, like, you know, my health and fitness is. Like, I used to didn't cook all at all. You know, I was always eating out, uh, eating bullshit, like, all the time. But you know my story with that, whatever. Y'all can go back to episode one and listen to that. But um, so, you know, when I tried it, you know, I was like, dog, this is it? Like, because <laughs> I promise you, I went to, I think it was about a couple months ago. I treated myself. I went out to uh, Longhorn, right? Mm-hmm. And got a steak that was forty five dollars. Fire, you know what I mean. So I feel like with me when I'm going to places like that, you know what I mean. I'm just paying for the experience. You know the the waiter comes out all professional with the white coat and the towel over one hand, and he goes, "Good evening, sir." And I'm just like, "Man, what's up, dog? Like, (laughs) hey, let me get this, like, you know." But you know what I mean. It was I. I had the steak. I think she got the um. I think she got the sea bass or something. She really enjoyed it. She really liked it. My mission was accomplished. That's all I cared about. But mm-hmm. the steak, man, that shit was all right. Like, you know, you ever, I don't know if you ever heard. There's a joint called Marie's Diner way down in a, in a Waldorf. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, Wally World? No, thank you. Yeah, man. They got a T-bone steak for $12. Man, that joint, man, yeah, fire, right? And I took it in, too, and she loved that. Balance, man, balance, you know. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so look, I'm turning in my father every day. My father is someone who can buy whatever the hell he wants to buy for himself, his wife. They just came up on their 40th the other day um, uh, last weekend. This man, I've seen him do amazing things for other people. He, That's where I get it from. You know what I mean? It's, huh? I said nice. Congratulations. Yeah, man. He's just down to earth. Like, man, I don't care about none of that shit. So I'm asking you for some ideas. What are like aside from the business aspect of what you do, but like in your opinion, some of the nicer restaurants in uh the DC area for other people to listen to, you know, maybe they get some ideas. So I recently went to go visit um RPM Italian, which is an Italian restaurant. I think they are amazing. They have good um meatballs, good Italian food, good steak. Okay, I ordered my steak was I think $68, but it was good. I think it was a 20 ounce. Damn. You ate all that? No, I took it home, but you Oh, my say ain't you like five too? What you doing yeah. eating all that? <laughs> yeah, for the pictures. Um <laughs> Philomena's in Georgetown, which is another Italian spot, is really good. They have been in Georgetown for over 30 years. What's it called? Philomena's in Georgetown. Okay. Old staple. Yes. But you know, my favorite restaurant, I have to always put them on a map, is Mike's American Grill in Springfield, Virginia. 
Let me tell y'all something. The food there is amazing. The customer service is amazing. The food probably will average out between $40, $50, but it's worth it. They have these Aussie rolls that give you this fresh honey butter and fresh, like, honey where you can dip the Aussie rolls, which is like a fresh doughy bread, and you dip the bread into the butter, okay? And hey, y'all hey, y'all listening to this. <laughs> You know, they make their own brown butter sauce, which goes on the steak, and it also goes on, I don't know if you eat pork, but they also have grilled pork chops, too, where the brown butter sauce goes onto the, the steak and the pork chops, and it's from scratch, okay, and it's good. Brunch places, you know what? I do like Kitchen Cray, Virginia. I also, my mom actually just told me about um, Magolians, and that's on uh, King Street. She told me to try this. So I'm also, even though I'm a brunch blogger, I don't like to always go to some of the same places. So I love going to different brunch places that kind of like, oh, I want to try. So that's the place that I'm going to try um, on King Street in um, Alexandria, Virginia. You know, uh, King Street is me and my lady. That's our spot. Yes. We, we over there all the time. So You should go to Hank's Oyster Bar. Hank's Oyster Bar is good. They have good food. Uh, the ironic thing, if I went to Hank's Oyster Bar, whatever that is, I probably wouldn't get oysters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've never gotten oysters from there, but they're, fr they're, they're crab dip, they're fried shrimp, they're, um, what else do they have? Um, a shrimp po' boy that everyone loves now, like we all live in Louisiana. They have a good fried shrimp po' boys that's really good. Have you a great time. <laughs> But anyway, man, nah, this has been dope, man. I'm uh, really happy that, um, you know, having these conversations. Now, we couldn't have had this conversation back in college, man. You know, we were we were too stupid and too young and too immature to talk about goals and dreams and businesses and brands and all this other stuff. So uh, it's definitely a delight um, to see your growth uh, with everything. And, um, you know, uh, especially cause you a black woman out here doing it, man. Yes. Know. But I'm proud of you, Spencer. Like definitely. I remember when you were on the radio station at UMES. So I am proud of you. Thank you. Let for me that. Give you, they say, they say black men don't get their flowers. So let me give you some flowers. You know, Hey man, it's nice of you, man. This is, I'm starting to understand what it's like when people show, you know, uh, you just do, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, like I said, these opportunities that I got circulating, like I'll be telling my lady about it and she more excited than I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's cool, man. It's cool, man. I definitely appreciate that. And damn, yeah, you took it way back. Uh, you know what I used to call myself on that radio station back in college? What? <laughs> the suntan Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're uh, definitely saving lives now. Growth is a powerful thing because <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the hell I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> by referring to myself as the suntan superman like it's like, hey remember that that event i did with y'all with worth um the the uh, the relationship forum remember that i think yes i forgot yeah. what it was called, but yes i me too because who the hell was i at 21 years old to tell people how to handle a relationship i was such an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no you were not we See, I feel, I feel like college is a time where you are learning yourself. You're figuring out what you like, what you do not like. But the real world, the real work doesn't start until you get into the real world. I don't right. care what nobody say. That that nah, puppy nah. love, all of that, no. Yeah. I need to know, are we like-minded? Are you crazy? Okay? Yeah. I need to all things, Yo, check it. All things that ain't got nothing to do with money. Ain't that a bitch? That's how yeah. much we, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you got a little debt, student loans, money can fix that. If you crazy as shit, like money can't fix that. Exactly. Only God in therapy can fix that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, 21 years old. Okay, guys, this is what you do in a, in a relationship. Who the hell did I think I was? I'm 31 years old. I don't be telling nobody nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, look, my, my go-to is, uh, hey, man, I, I don't know. I guess you're going to figure it out because I don't know what to tell you, big dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got my own shit that I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me mental health is real. Like yeah, we, we don't always feel good and we're not always, you know, happy. There are times where we have to get ourselves together too. Right. But it's about right. knowing your triggers and knowing when you need space. Right. Right. You know, and uh whew, it's a nice place to be when you got somebody that can, you know, that's not a headache. You know what I mean? 
Um, but anyway, we'll we'll probably talk about that on another jump. But I definitely do appreciate you coming by, man. It's uh, been dope. You know, oh, didn't you uh, say there's, there's an event you throwing? I saw. Yes, guys. So if you guys are in the DMV, I am hosting a happy hour. This is my second annual happy hour at the Republic Garden in Silver Spring, Maryland. Let me just tell you guys. Well, I can I can tell you, Spencer, you know, now because I'm going to promote it tomorrow. However, we're going to have some celebrity chefs coming out. We got Chef Anthony DC. We got HK Fish House, the owners of HK Fish House, which they are located um, in Brentwood. However, I think they are surprising us with the new location. We got Tiffany Lightfoot from My Cake Theory. And we have the owners of PJ's Coffee, which actually they specialize in Louisiana beignets, hot beignets. So, mm, okay. That's, all of them uh, are going to be in the building. So, I'm super that- excited. And that's when? July 29th from 6 to 10. Right, at the so Republic a, Garden in Silver Spring, Maryland. Finna not pull up. Far, <laughs> not too far from Society Lounge. I know you guys know where Society Lounge is. <laughs> yeah, for all you heathens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bet, man, that's what's up, man. Definitely happy for you. Uh, that thing, man. You know, you ever say this all the time. So I'll probably sound like a broken record at this point, but... Uh, I definitely, once again, appreciate you for coming by. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once more. Another another dope episode of the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous Podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Of course, because I've had the wonderful Sierra, 99% of it was ingenuous. We'll see what the next episode holds. Yes. Once again, man, thank you for coming by. Definitely appreciated it. I work. Yeah, do appreciate it. I wish you all the best, all the success, all the food stuffs. Whenever it's my time, uh, go ahead and tie the knot, do the whole wedding thing. I'm going to make sure I hit you up for the food wrecks. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I got you 100%. <laughs> all right, bet. <laughs>